I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I see a red wave coming. It's coming round the bend. And they won't see the sun again till I don't know when. Yeah, let's send them all to prison. That's where they belong. And the Trump train keeps on rolling till the swamp is gone. Hey, it's high noon for Friday, January 8th, 2021. And if you can't tell, I'm in a goddamn good mood. Follow the podcast on Parlor and Rumble at I'm Your Moderator. Join the info stream on Telegram, Messenger app, t.me slash I'm Your Moderator. Join that channel. If you want to participate in the discussion thread, that's t.me slash be reasonable discussion. Now, let me just say that the scenario I'm going to lay out for you today is obviously something that has been developing for a while, but a friend of mine asked me a question yesterday that clicked something in my head. And so I'm going to go through that with you. I described a bunch of this on Parlor yesterday, and I'm going to flesh all that out. But let me first say that my certainty, though high, is not complete. Anything could happen. We could still be looking at the worst case scenario. Joe Biden usurping the White House with the complicity of literally thousands of people who defiled their oaths and committed treason. That's possible. And if that happens, then we will fight back to restore and redeem our country with everything the Constitution allows. And we will win. Well, I don't think we have to go down that road yet. And here's why. So my friend, we were talking about Trump's 2018 executive order to impose certain sanctions for foreign election interference. I actually think that I have memorized that whole title now. If I'm wrong, hey, that's okay. It's just words. You know what I'm talking about. I gave you enough Google search terms there. Just kidding. Don't use Google. Use Brave and Quant, the Brave, uh, what do you call it, browser. There's the word, Muriel Browser, (laughs) soon to be former mayor of Washington, D.C. Okay, so here's my scenario, right? I'm going to give you some pieces of this executive order as we go along so you don't have to press pause and look it up and read and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? All right, so this is uh, Section 1A of the order. Not later than 45 days after the conclusion of a United States election, the Director of National Intelligence, in consultation with the heads of any other appropriate executive departments and agencies, shall conduct an assessment of any information indicating that a foreign government or any person acting as an agent of or on behalf of a foreign government has acted with the intent or purpose of interfering in that election. The assessment shall identify to the maximum extent ascertainable the nature of any foreign interference and any methods employed to execute it. The persons involved and the foreign government or governments that authorized, directed, sponsored, or supported it. The Director of National Intelligence shall deliver this assessment and appropriate supporting information to the President, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of the Treasury, the Secretary of Defense, the Attorney General, and the Secretary of Homeland Security. Okay, 
So that's section one. Now, the key focus here is not later than 45 days after. A lot of us took that in some way to mean that December 18th, we were going to know something. And by the way, I include myself in that. Not to say that I hadn't read that, not to say that uh, I thought it would definitely take 45 days, but we hadn't heard anything. So it was like, okay, this date's coming, this date's coming, this date's coming. And we all hoped to hear something, but we heard nothing about that report, except that it had been delayed. And now yesterday, Jerry Dunleavy wrote this piece in the Washington Examiner, and then there was some reporting elsewhere that some in the intelligence community delayed submitting their assessment on China's interference in our election, okay? We also know that after Mike Pence certified Joe Biden as the president, Congress received the intelligence report. I've actually seen reports that they saw it that afternoon, and that also would make sense, that they saw that and then went forward anyway. That is the ultimate commission of treason, by the way. But let's save that part for a bit later. Back to the executive order. Within 45 days of receiving the assessment and information described in Section 1A of this order, the Attorney General and the Secretary of Homeland Security, in consultation with the heads of any other appropriate agencies and, as appropriate, state and local officials, shall deliver to the President, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Treasury, and the Secretary of Defense a report evaluating with respect to the United States election that is the subject of assessment described in Section 1A. Now, below that, subsection 1, the extent to which any foreign interference that targeted election infrastructure materially affected the security or integrity of that infrastructure, the tabulation of votes, or the timely transmission of election results. That's 1. Subsection 2, if any foreign interference involved activities targeting the infrastructure of or pertaining to a political organization, campaign, or candidate, the extent to which such activities materially affected the security or integrity of that infrastructure, including by unauthorized access to disclosure or threatened disclosure of or alteration or falsification of information or data. The report shall identify any material issues of fact with respect to these matters that the Attorney General and the Secretary of Homeland Security are unable to evaluate or reach agreement on at the time the report is submitted. The report shall also include updates and recommendations, when appropriate, regarding remedial actions to be taken by the United States government, other than the sanctions described in Sections 2 and 3. Now, if this goes on. I don't think that this part is directly relevant to what I'm talking about right now. But the thing my friend asked me was, hey, when is the public going to see what was contained in the DNI report? And I responded, well, I think that it's going to probably take a while. And we know that there was a 45-day clock and then another 45-day clock, right? And then I thought, well, wait a second. If they were tracking all this election interference the whole time, as we should imagine that they have been doing, and the Arturo D'Elia affidavit out of Italy claiming that the Italian government, in collusion with Barack Obama and the rest of the deep state, then as soon as the election interference happened in the election, the DNI could have submitted the report immediately. And they know that all this stuff is real. There was foreign interference. There's no question about that. Even if there wasn't, the election was totally unsecure. But let's forget about that for now. 
So we know that there was foreign interference. We know that the intelligence agencies delayed uh, transmitting to the president their evidence of Chinese interference, even past that 45-day window. And they did that to hinder Trump's own interests and thereby the country's interests. But what if Trump got that report the day after, two days after, three days after? November 3rd. The second 45-day clock would have started and potentially by now even expired. And now I want you to think back to that moment when Mike Pence wrapped it up the other night and declared Joe Biden was the president-elect. At that moment, the process constitutionally ended, and Trump said as much yesterday. He said they had exhausted all constitutional options, okay? At that moment, the process was over, and every single person who chose not to object to a fraudulent election, defied their oath to the Constitution, defied their oaths within their own states, and they committed treason. I am thankful, impressed, and very happy that a few Republican senators, I think seven, and somewhere around 100, I think maybe... I don't remember the exact number of Republicans in the House objected to the fraudulent election. Those people abided by their oath to the Constitution, where all of their colleagues defiled their oath. They broke their oath. They committed treason. At that point, the entire swamp had been exposed. Well, maybe not the entire. I'm sure that there are corrupt, swampy people all over the nation, people that none of us have ever heard of, people that might not have their hands directly tied to this. But besides them, all the other traitors to our country had shown themselves. And it doesn't matter how they justified what they did. They still did it. Maybe some of them got forced into it and they can try proving that. But the rest of them, no proof is needed. Every single patriot in this country, every single American, honestly, you don't even have to be a patriot. You know that every one of those people signed their names to this travesty. There is no getting out of that now. They have done that. So what could happen next? Well, all of the people who are provably guilty of treason can be handled as the law allows. They can be detained, imprisoned, tried, and then executed. Remember, hanging, uh, public hangings and firing squads, those were just reinstituted a couple of months ago. I don't think it was so that Trump could put himself against the wall. What would it look like to genuinely drained the swamp in Washington. A lot of us at our highest hopes believed that that picture looked like Donald Trump getting another four years, more people in the MAGA movement entering office, and we'll just keep on figuring it out, right? But how does Donald Trump do that, surrounded by Mitch McConnell Lindsey Graham, Nancy Pelosi, 
especially without even having a majority in either of those bodies for at least the next two years, sadly. Even if Trump had been rightly named as the winner of the November 3rd election, the swamp would still exist and they would be trying to thwart him at every turn. But of course, the swamp didn't have a choice about that. They couldn't deal with another four years of Trump because he came there to destroy them. And so they stole the election. And we don't have to pretend that we don't know that, that that question is just up for grabs. Okay, they stole the election. We know there is fraud. We know there is fraud everywhere. It's on video. There are countless affidavits. Even in Wisconsin Supreme Court, they agreed that the indefinitely confined voter ballots that were given that designation for no reason were illegal. So right there, Wisconsin already went through with the deed. Yes. Beyond that, if there was no fraud and these people were honest and they cared about anything like reconciliation, fair elections, the proper functioning of government, representing their own constituents, then they simply would have allowed the elections to be properly audited. And they didn't do that. In fact, they tried to stop that at every turn. They refused to comply with subpoenas. The governors would not even allow them to meet. They just demanded certification and ran out the clock. They thought that was good enough. They all thought they were secure. No worries. We can commit this crime because no one's coming for us. Doesn't matter if we commit a crime. Doesn't matter if they know it because we're going to have our guys in there. In fact, Joe Biden just named Merrick Garland as his choice for attorney general. Isn't that weird? The guy that Obama wanted to install on the Supreme Court was just named as Biden's pick for attorney general. I wonder what he was planning on doing in the court. Does anyone believe that an attorney general nominated by Joe Biden would ever try to pursue these election fraud claims and all of the crimes that were committed, the crimes that were committed right out in the open that we are now being told didn't happen as they eliminate all trace of that from social media platforms and ban anyone from ever discussing it again. Well, we've talked about that subject enough. They're not going to win the information battle. That is for damn sure. And among all the other reasons, they're not going to win the information warfare battle because they never have to be good at it. They just use unjustified force to control the narrative. They don't try to win the narrative. Okay? We have to do that. We don't have a choice. We have to actually back it up if we want to convince people. So of course we're better at information. We also know that we can't trust the mainstream media so we don't bother with it anymore. The purpose of the mainstream media for us now is just to figure out the lies being told to a country full of self-satisfied morons. And so we get to disregard it, but it's important to know what the narrative is so that we can react and conquer each and every narrative that they bring up. Of course, we're better at this. So if you finally wanted to eliminate the swamp, what crime could you force them all to commit at the same time that would rightfully 
show who they are and how faithful they are to their oath and to the Constitution. I would say that one event would be exactly what happened on Wednesday night. Every traitor to America committed treason in the halls of Congress by knowingly and willingly failing to object to a fraudulent election. That's something that really happened, okay? And who are the only people involved in this election who didn't do that? Well, the people who tried standing up for their constituents and the needs of the American people by fighting for the legitimacy of an election rather than approving a fraudulent election. The only way to truly drain the swamp and set America back on a proper course and redeem America's founding, restoring it to that place. And I'm not like, don't think, oh, you want slavery. Stop it, stupid. Of course, I'm not saying that. The Constitution as it is now. But instead of having political hacks who are all willing to sell their office for money and power, we have people that actually want to represent the Constitution and the country and their constituents. How would you make that event take place? Well, you would need to wipe out every traitor at the same time. How can you do that? The only way is exactly like it's happening right now. And that should give you chills. It gives me chills. Because what would happen after that? And here's what I think. Call it a wild imagination if it makes you feel good. I think that one of the most storied acts of patriotism and democratic rule and sincere faith in one's country and one's fellow citizens was the act of George Washington stepping down when he could have retained power. Okay? So, what would that mean? Now, again, I know that this is a broad scenario. Might be hard to think about it all like, oh, come on, that's too good to be true. Maybe, maybe. Okay. But if we wiped out all the traitors all across the country, and by the way, Andrew Cuomo, Gavin Newsom, Gretchen Whitmer, they all participated. They're all guilty of the same thing. So are the representatives in the states, the state Senate, state Congress, state assemblies, whoever had their hands on this down to the county and failed to do their duty and object to this election are all guilty, all of them. And all of them should be immediately out of office. And that is something that we should all just be elated about. And so what would happen then? Let's just stay at the national level, okay? If we wiped out the November election completely, completely, I, I don't see Donald Trump being the sort of guy who would do all this and then keep himself in that position of power. He would be concerned that it would look selfish in some way. So I think that Trump would want and the people around him would want an entirely new election. Okay. And that would put up 300 some odd house seats and 93 Senate seats and president and vice president, of course, same thing in all the states and cities around the country. 
That would be amazing. And then what we would have after all of this has been exposed and completed is a country so firmly united around our founding principles that citizens, normal citizens, the way it was supposed to be, normal citizens would step in and run for office and they would debate one another and the American people would choose who they wanted in office everywhere. No having to hold your nose and vote for a candidate you hate because you hate the other guy more, which is what so many commies did for Joe Biden. And even worse, all the commies that pretended to love Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden's a nice guy. Oh, really? Well, then you're either completely ignorant or the most immoral person imaginable. And let's think about where our country has gone. People who want to commit immoral acts would obviously want to have those immoral acts approved of by society and law, law at least, even if not society. And we can see that that's where they're leading the culture right now. All of it, just absolute degrading shit. I am not a cultural conservative by most standards. But when you see Cardi B out there, when you see our corporations advertising on the back of cities burning, pretending that everyone is solving racism, that's a problem. How do we get back to what this country is meant to be? The only way is to drain the swamp, drain all of it. Now, again, I know this is kind of dreamy, kind of great, but it's also kind of happening. Donald Trump could step down. He could go play golf at Mar-a-Lago for the rest of his life, protected by Secret Service, while being potentially the most revered man in the entire world. Maybe in all of history. Donald Trump would absolutely end up on Mount Rushmore, as I said to a... uh, a redeemable commie friend of mine. Um, shit, I'm going to make T-shirts that say redeemable commie on them. <laughs> we should have T-shirts that say redeemable commie. And like all the commies who want to get back on the good side have to buy them. <laughs> okay, business plan. Someone make them. But uh, I said to a redeemable commie friend of mine, I said Donald Trump is going to destroy the media and destroy the Democrat Party. And he will usher in another 200 years of the American order and end up on Mount Rushmore. I said that to him in April. He would have to testify to that in a court of law. And the thing is, if Donald Trump pulls off the the way I'm describing this story to you, then not only does he get on Mount Rushmore, he gets his own fucking mountain. Okay? He needs... He needs his own mountain if he can pull this off. All right. So so my idea and some of this is stuff that Michael Flynn has hinted at in the last few weeks. Michael Flynn wrote a tweet talking about the military conducting our elections. And then at the beginning of this week, I think, or maybe end of last week, you'll remember I talked about 10 former secretaries of defense who wrote this op-ed that was totally non-sequitur to what the rest of the country was thinking about and talking about. They wrote that the military has no business in American elections. And I would normally agree with them. But I have no opposition to that. Why wouldn't I trust the military to hold fair elections? I don't want the military involved deep into the future because there are problems with that. But if we needed to have a second election, a special election, 
the military would be the best people to conduct that because clearly election officials throughout the country are incompetent and or corrupt. Could the military set up an election in a couple of months? Could we find candidates? I think we can. I think we have 75 million plus patriots out there, all of whom would answer the call if called. Now, of course, not all those people want to do that, and they're not all right for it. That's fine. No one has to do it. But we would have more than enough competent, responsible, patriotic candidates to choose from. And the entire country would know what's happened. We would have the proof. No one would have any doubt about this. The people who went along with this, even in our culture, are fucking actors, for Christ's sake. Among the stupidest people on earth, honestly. The messages I've gotten from some of them recently defriending me. They're like, you're so angry. I'm like, man, I'm only angry because I just found out how many of my former acquaintances are traitors and morons. That's what makes me angry. Besides that, I'm happy as fuck. I'm in a loving relationship. I've never been closer to my family. I'm starting a whole new life. I enjoy my podcast. I have wonderful friends who are patriots. What am I unhappy about? Seems to me that you're the one who's unhappy because you're pretending that some people walking around the Capitol building and the police shooting at a woman, you're pretending that is insurrection and a coup. And you didn't have the fortitude and the spine and the brain and the character to stand up and say that Black Lives Matter Antifa riots were immoral. You fucking traitorous snakes. I know, I know. Your self-image is very important. Everybody look how nice we are. Everybody look how special we are. (laughs) As if anyone is ever going to watch your fucking movies again. You fucking traitors. Amazing. Anyway, didn't mean to go off on that tangent. So what would happen in this election? When would it happen? I know a good date. I think a great date would be April 19th, 2021, Patriot's Day. Let's have our elections on Patriot's Day. We will make it a national holiday, and that'll just be election day now. Right? What's wrong with that? That sounds perfect to me. We know for a fact that a whole lot of people who just took their oaths of office won't be there. And if we have all new elections, you can expect every one of those patriots who did win and did uphold their oath of office by objecting to get reelected. I bet they'd support a new election, too. So let's do it. Three months is plenty of time to set up and run an election to find new candidates and put them in office. That would be wonderful. I would love it. But let's be hopeful. There are ways out of this morass we find ourselves in or that we are told we are in. Because by the way, the media narrative right now has never been more separated from reality. They are constantly reporting on whatever scraps Nancy Pelosi can find of authority. First, to try to get the 25th Amendment passed against Donald Trump. That's not happening. Then to impeach Donald Trump, impeach him. With 12 days left, that doesn't make any sense. Now she's trying to hint that the reason they want to impeach him is not because of the very dangerous insurrection that he didn't condone or encourage. The one that he actually said, hey, everyone needs to go home now in peace, actually said that. So that's not the reason. And no one who's saying that believes it is not the news, not the politicians. 
So now she's trying to say that they need to impeach him just to make sure he won't nuke anyone. Donald Trump, the man who has never started a war, is going to just fly off the handle and nuke people? Who would be the target of that nuke? China? Well, China's gearing up for war. So if that's what Donald Trump needs to do, by all means. Nancy Pelosi has now said that she has countermeasures in place if if Donald Trump decides to do that. Well, you know what, Nancy? That too is treason. You're going to stop the commander in chief. You have colluded and conspired to stop the commander in chief from executing his constitutional duties. Oh, that's a good one, Nancy. The level of panic, the level of insanity has reached new heights. And it's not because of Donald Trump's words and the potential for violence. They're not helping that. They didn't give a fuck about violence all last summer. There was more violence every single day in Portland for an entire four months than there was at the Capitol the other day. The New York Post reported that multiple people at the Capitol were Antifa. And if I'm right, let me be the first to nominate for president General Michael Flynn. The maybe one of the greatest patriots in American history. It is incredible. The character that man has. And he knows everything. And he's a genius. And he loves America. What could be better than Michael Flynn being president? Sorry, Donald Trump. I love you. I think you're a great man, but I don't think that you even want to be president under this scenario. I really, really think Donald Trump wanted to come in for four years, drain the swamp exactly this way, and then retire. Leave office, refuse the chance to retain power. And by the way, if Donald Trump wants to keep being president, I'm on board. But I'm saying that man deserves as long a vacation as he could ever want. Living out his days in glory. President Michael Flynn, I would be more than happy to see that. Only if Trump doesn't want. If Trump does want, Flynn can be vice president and then be elected himself in four years. Totally down with that scenario, too. One of the strangest things to me about all of this is how unrelenting the communists are in trying to slander Donald Trump's character and intelligence and ego. They cannot for a second. And I think that this is the root of it for them. They just can't entertain the idea that Donald Trump isn't the man they think he is. And I think that what they are doing is projecting their own character flaws onto him, their own desire for fame, their own desire for fortune, their own desire for power. That is what they put out onto Donald Trump. But that's not who Donald Trump is. And he shows us that all the time. And it's funny, last night as I was thinking about all of this, I saw a post that was like, I don't know if it was an advertisement for Trump University or something, but it was like Trump like trying to inspire people on how to get the most out of themselves. And one thing that he said was, don't do it for the money. Now, all of that was played as part of Donald Trump's fraudulent bullshit character a few years back, right? Don't do it for the money, but you do everything for the money. Well, you know what? What if Donald Trump's business failures, like the casino, for instance, what if he was just investing to help someone out? How about that? Or what if he just wanted to try on new businesses? Trump steaks, Trump wines. (laughs) 
You don't know what Trump wants to do. It's his money. He can do whatever the fuck he wants with it. If he loses it, it's his responsibility. I don't think we need to have the conversation about whether or not Trump is a good businessman anymore. It doesn't really matter. I think he's negotiated his way through things just fine. But that phrase stuck with me. Don't do it for the money. He's not doing this whole president thing for the money. You know that's true. They tried to say that he was. I don't know anyone who sees that anywhere. Not anyone who can say that legitimately, at least. I still have commie acquaintances who believe Donald Trump is going to spend the rest of his life in prison. And I always ask them, oh, yeah, for what? And, you know, what I'm saying right now, when you hear moments of silence, that's their answer to that question. They have no idea what Donald Trump should be sent to prison for. They just know he should be there because he's so bad. He's been a bad boy. Now he has to go to jail. Did you know that his words had really harmed me? They did real violence against me, so he should go to prison. Okay, Kami, whatever you say. Circling back to the information warfare for just a second, isn't it always interesting? That all of the good news for patriots comes out in the evening when all of us are paying attention because we care and all of the commies have gone to bed or gone to dinner or they're watching Don Lemon or video of Beyonce at Coachella or desperate housewives, or something equally stupid. What does that do? Well, it gives everyone on our side who's paying attention unrestricted access to develop the narrative before the cable news starts back up the next day. We are out there getting to the bottoms of stories that they are trying to prevent from reaching the central narrative in the first place. But it's coming. The moment when the Obama-Italy thing hits, the central narrative, they are fucked. What is Don Lemon going to say? Uh, Reports out of Italy about Barack Obama colluding with corrupt Italian officials to steal the American election are unconfirmed at this time. This is a baseless conspiracy theory propagated by the violent white supremacists at QAnon.com. Sorry, Don. No one buys it anymore. And the funniest part is that every time a narrative reaches the mainstream that they don't want there, They go absolutely crazy trying to dispel it and instead send it around to the entire country. Now, that doesn't reach commies, right? Because true commies are only paying attention to the mainstream media. They are plugged in. That's how they didn't find out about Hunter Biden's fucking laptop before the election. They didn't find out that Hunter and Joe Biden or sorry, James Biden, are now embroiled in highly active criminal investigations that all lead right back to creepy Uncle Joe. Creepy, sleepy Uncle Joe. They don't know that. Joe Biden's a nice man. Did you know that his wife is a doctor? Fuck you, commies. And the tone on our side must be infuriating to them. They wanted a real insurrection. That's why they had Antifa there to instigate it. Hello, New York Post says it's real. People aren't making it up, commies. Sorry about your program. They wanted insurrection. Trump asked people to leave. They left in peace. 
Where's all the new violence? Where's the rioting around the cities? Are the Proud Boys just still standing back and standing by? They're just waiting for the right moment to strike. It wasn't after the election. It wasn't after the Electoral College or the other Electoral College thing. It wasn't after Mike Pence slammed his gavel down, thus certifying his own treason. Where are the Proud Boys? Aren't they this massive white extremist or white supremacist extremist organization that was going to go around committing violence everyone, everywhere? Where is that? Where's that happening, CNN? Where's that happening, Don Lemon? I know, I know. Some people scaling up that wall was white privilege. Yes, yes, I know. Because all Trump supporters are white. I mean, that's what racist Democrats believe, that all Trump supporters are white. Because they can't tolerate the fact that the people who they don't know but are nonetheless pretending to help actually don't want their help and don't like them and don't respect them and don't want their false charity or their false caring because they are citizens with dignity of their own. They don't need it supplied by actors. And consider this. With the information warfare. Linwood is on parlor. Now, some people think Linwood's crazy. Maybe he is. I don't think so. Linwood is dropping a whole lot of stuff every night. Mainstream media, I don't think, is, has caught on to the plan. <laughs> I don't know how. Their heads are so far up their own fucking asses that the most damning information comes out about them while they're not on the ball. And they can't even correct it. So they focus on Nancy Pelosi going batshit insane, trying to get Trump out of the White House before all the cards are down. That's panic. But anyway, Lynn Wood now has over a million followers on Parler. Last I looked, I looked last evening. Actually, you know what? I'm going to look right now. Lynn Wood. Is it professional that I'm saying what I'm doing while I'm recording? Who cares? Do you guys care? No, I think you're probably laughing. And if you do care, find someone else's show. Lynn Wood has gained 100,000 followers since I looked last night. He's now up to 1.2 million followers. So good job, Twitter. I don't think Lynn Wood had that many followers on Twitter, but if he did, good for him. I'm not on Twitter, so I didn't look. But that's a hell of a lot of followers to gain in a very short time. When not too much of the country gave two shits about what Lynn Wood was saying three or four months ago. They were like, oh, yeah, that's the Richard Jewell guy. Oh, yeah, that's the guy that uh, got Nicholas Sandman a quarter of a billion dollars from CNN because the communist state media lied about that kid and tried to destroy that kid's life on purpose, pretending that he was being racist to a Native American who was banging his drum in his face. And his act of racism was having a smirk like, what is this crazy adult trying to do to me? Because Nicholas Salmon is a kid. Or was a kid. I guess he's still a kid. Whatever, Nick, you're a kid. That is the information economy, the parallel information economy working at its full might. It is moving away from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. They are rendering themselves useless. Google too. I have removed all of the Facebook, Twitter, Google apps from my phone. Do I miss them? No. Can you replace them? Yes. The reason people hold on to them is because they don't want to lose their following. Period. That's it. I got off Instagram three weeks ago. And do I have as many followers on Parler? No. Do I have as many people in the info stream? No. But I have enough. And those people still have their networks. And if they want to still be on those platforms and share my stuff, great. But I don't need to do it. And we generally 
don't need to do it. You can replace those platforms in minutes. And the greatest thing about these platforms is that they don't have that kind of addictive thing where you're like, oh, God, I got to go look again. Got to go look again. Wonder what's going on there. Wonder what a bunch of communists are saying. Better know what the commies are saying. Fuck it. You don't need it. It's not safe. I know this is a thing that is unconfirmed, but those apps very well could be intelligence and surveillance operations. They're allowed to watch and listen and read and record everything you do. What in the hell are we doing? Now, I will leave you today, this week, with the wise words of actress Carrie Washington, who yesterday posted on Twitter a meme-looking thing that I'm almost sure she didn't come up with. It says, what do we do? The f- it's five bullet points. The first is breathe. Practice self-care. Yes, Yes, you poor communist, you have suffered through sitting there at home, still getting paid, telling everyone to wear a mask. I know it's difficult. I know that telling everyone every day that they are killing someone's grandmother is a hard, hard task. It's just such an honorable thing that you took it upon yourself to do it. Thanks, commie. But you know what? You deserve a break. I know this has been a hard time for you. I know you had to witness people walking around the Capitol the other day. I know that was hard. I mean, it's not quite as hard as having your business burned down while actresses are telling you that it was to save the country for racism. It's not that hard, but it's hard. Second bullet point. Do not post unconfirmed reports. Share information from trusted voices and sources. Oh, that's dystopian as fuck. So what qualifies Kerry Washington as an unconfirmed report? Is the stuff CNN shows confirmed? Oh, that's weird. It's weird that like all your trusted sources said Joe Biden was president-elect on November 7th. But then they also set it on December 8th and December 14th and January 6th, or I guess 7th as, as it all went down, as it came to pass. So Joe Biden has been named president-elect four times now, according to trusted sources. It's weird that the first one wasn't just confirmed. That's strange. Third bullet point. Stop referring to them as protesters. This was a violent mob. Also dystopian. Totally redefine the word protesters to mean people on their side committing violence while people on our side peaceably assembling to express their dire grievances against a nation full of traitors in power. That's not a protest. That's a violent mob, even if the people weren't violent. Interesting. I was told by these exact people that destroying property was not violent. And I can show you those video clips on CNN from the New York Times. I believe it was history's own rewriter, racist, race-baiting idiot, Nicole Hannah-Jones, who said that the destruction of property is not violent. So the Trump supporter who got shot clearly wasn't violent, right? Like you can't be violent if you're the one getting shot while having your hands at a door, right? That doesn't make any sense. So the amount of actual violence that day was 
remarkably minimal. And remarkably minimal has a different meaning than mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. That phrase will live in infamy. Bullet point number four. Uplift, share, and thank grassroots organizers working hard to protect democracy. Yes. Make famous communists more famous. People who harvested ballots illegally. Ruby Freeman. The organizers of Black Lives Matter. And hey, I bet they'll try to redeem an Antifa person soon. They'll be like, yeah, this is the leader of Antifa, but this person has a really great message and they're doing everything they can to make Antifa a little less violent so that they can really be in the fold. We really want to bring them into the fold because we, th- we think they have important ideas. And that's why they're so radical is because their important ideas weren't being heard. They're going to say that shit. And then bullet point number five. Celebrate Georgia. Don't forget. We won. We are winning. And that's why the mob is scared. No. The mob, as she refers to them, is not scared. The people in Washington, D.C., the Trump supporters there that day are not scared. And you know what? When you win elections, the goal is not to make the other side scared, you fucking Nazi communist, Kerry Washington. God, these people are absolutely reprehensible. And what do I want to have happen to Kerry Washington and other very important actors? Nothing. Nothing at all. I would just like for them to wake the fuck up and stop hating people that disagree with them. I will be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform is great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab 
at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'mYourModerator.substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!